Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We're too wild and crazy. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, October 19th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your chilly Tuesday morning. Should get warm as the day goes on, but it's fall, and that's the way fall works. It's nice and cool and crisp in the morning, and we hope that you're having a great start to your day. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am good. I, too, um... Weirdly enough, I hate the cold, but I enjoy the cold crispiness of a fall morning when you just get to walk outside, throw on a hoodie. It, it, it kind of wakes you up in a bit. It, it's nice. And then, you know, it's going to get to be about 75 later. So it's all it's all good. Yeah, it, it does. It kind of gets you gets a pep in your step when That's you right. go out there, take your first breath, see your good. breath in the air, all that good stuff. Nick Roush, how are you doing on this Tuesday morning? Uh, Just happy that i woke up and i can talk i was a little worried that it wasn't it was it was getting worse before it was getting better but um no we're good we're good good to go on a tuesday morning could really use like a little bit of a nap today though just i think this is going to be a big time like let's see how many 10 minute naps i can get in this week Mm. yeah well get them in when you you mastered the 10 minute have you mastered the 10 minute nap yet does anybody ever really master it? Yeah, yeah, you do. I, I, have. I don't think. So. Pretty... I don't think you. I, well, I don't think you have. I don't think you have. I, I would like you, to say I've mastered it. I think you can. I mean, the legitimate ten-minute power nap. Like, if if somebody's really mastered it, credit to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I can do it. Like, I can try, and I, I'm doing. I'm trying it a lot more now. You're right about that. But I can't. Like sometimes I'll just lay there for 10 minutes and you don't fall asleep. Other times you do. And, you know, not always 10 minutes on the dot, but maybe 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, Credit to you, though. No, I guess I haven't mastered it. I think the key is just being tired enough to where you can just fall asleep if you you just lay down. Sometimes I feel like I can. Yeah. But there's also the, the too tired to sleep. That's the worst when you're just, you're so. Like everything's just like, please shut down body. And then you lay there and your body's like, doesn't know how to react because it's been going so much. That's probably, I'm I'm sure you get that quite a bit right now. Yeah. Moving and shaking. Yeah. A lot of it for me will be like the, the body will just be, that's no issue. Everything's just like, I'll, I'll lay down and it's just like your body just slapping you on the butts, thanking you, saying that's how much you just needed to lay down. And it's like, all right, well, sweet. And body wanted to lay down. Now I'm ready to sleep, but the brain can't turn off. So I guess that's where my issue is. Yeah, you'll get there. Your brain, it's. I guess it's just too smart. That's your problem. That's I've gotten that a lot, actually. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think that that's probably the case. No, as you all saw yesterday, like I I think dad brain's a real thing. And slowly but surely, my brain's starting to go to mush. I am. I'm becoming like I'm becoming. I think I said this like two weeks ago too. But like becoming more forgetful. Um, 
just like it doesn't seem like I can get to my car without having to run back inside because I've forgotten <laughs> something uh, that didn't used to be the case. I'm weirdly becoming like clumsier, uh, which I'm not sure how that's happening or how that has anything to do with the well, baby. You're maybe 30 goes, now. Maybe it goes with like the sleepiness and the 30. Yeah, too. Always sore, all that good stuff. So I'm hanging in there, but the real MVP is, uh, as we know, is is the wife in these early weeks. So there's only so much I can even do, but she's the one that has to really wake up. If the baby if the baby wants her, baby gets mm-hmm. her. You know? Yeah. So uh we're we're all hanging in there. We're doing all right. And it's a lot of fun, as a matter of fact. But yeah, there's this the sleepiness. I, I guess I need a little bit more time to master those those power naps. But uh, the only kind of good thing but it's kind of not a good thing it is funny just before the baby it was like ah you know red Sox are playing that's great eight o'clock game though am i gonna be able to stay up for the end of it monday night football love monday night football love uh, any football any sports on tv but am i gonna be able to stay up for the end of it because i i need i need to get my full seven eight hours of sleep if i can now it doesn't really matter just because i know i'm not gonna get it so, like, I watched, you know, was up watching those games last night and didn't have a care in the world. That's been the only good – that's been the only positive from the lack of sleep, I should say, Roush, is uh, more sports watching. Red Sox absolutely cruised. They made it easy for me last night. They were fine if I wanted to go to bed early. That was a complete and total domination. And then what an NFL Monday night football game between the Bills and the Titans. Did either one of you two stay up for that? Unfortunately, Yes. Uh, I, I could not stay up that late, no. Unfortunately, Justin, that was a hell of a game. It was a hell of a game, but I was on bills. I had a pretty good chunk of money on bills, and that fourth and one play on the goal line, just probably the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I still, to this second, don't understand why they would try to run that play there. Now, did you have money line, or did you have... I had spread? bills minus three, so I would have been okay with the field goal. I would have been okay with them scoring a touchdown. I was not okay with a BS quarterback sneak at fourth and one on the goal line. That's what I was not okay with. Yeah, I knew a lot of people that had bills minus five, so they had to. They were in a tough spot. You had to like root for the field goal and then hope for a touchdown in overtime. And it's just the gambler's desperation at that point, where yeah. you're kind of weaving and zigging and zagging, trying to figure out how your cover can still happen. Good for you with the three. That probably made it even more painful. If you didn't see it last night on Monday Night Football, if you're like Roush and you went to bed a little early, or you're like me and you normally go to bed a little bit early, hell of a game. Nice back and forth. A lot of kind of funny, memorable, good plays in that game. Bills driving late, and they get down, what what was that, like the six-yard line about? I thought they were on the one. I've seen it on, it's the three. The three. Oh, a yard yeah. ago. I didn't think they were on the one, but they were definitely like, it's not only could you have gotten the first down, you could have just as easily maybe scored a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, so three-yard line, fourth and one, and they're basically telling themselves, not going to kick the field goal to tie it up because, why, you know, we only need a yard, a touchdown wins it, let's be aggressive. They do a QB sneak with Josh Allen. And when you know in QB sneaks, quarterback takes the center under or takes a snap under center, and a lot of times they won't go right up the gut. Uh, Will Levis tried that against Georgia. I thought he got in, neither here nor there, but the ball kind of got poked away. But in an effort mm-hmm. to maybe have a little bit more, more ball security or just to find a hole, the quarterback will take the snap under center and then kind of go a little bit to the left, maybe a little bit to the right, and, and get behind a tackle or a guard. But uh, 
He just chose the wrong way. Like I, well, he, I, he it's slipped. Been on a, it's been on a loop, and the he left just, guard got blown up. Too. He, the left guard gets blown up, and then as he tries to get that, like, all right, I'm going to put all my power in these back legs of mine and push forward. Oh yeah, the, the curve just slides with him, and he's already getting pushed back. So it's it's a it's a non-starter. That was as certain as the 2007 LSU stop on fourth and and two to end that game. That was like every Titans player knew. Game over. He's down, mm-hmm. and what a what a wild finish. Well, I, I just didn't understand the way they went about it. Like, why would he line up in shotgun? He did a couple cadence, talked to his teammates, let him know the play, and then quickly runs up to the line and snaps it. I just the way it played out, I, I did not like it. I'm, I'm much more for him lining up under center and doing the quarterback snack as opposed to trying to fool the defense in this situation. I, what a dumb call. I mean, I'm still, I'm still mad. You think it's dumb because it didn't work, though. I mean, that – like, I know we, we I, would joke all the time about the Eddie Grand. If it would have worked, you would have loved it. But, like, I think the best quarterback sneaks are either – you like, are always the go quick, you know? Yeah, I See, think I'm, – I'm not a do. fan. You don't like going quick? You kind of just – point out in shotgun they think that it's going to be a regular play and then you run up real quick under center boom bam thank you man yeah i, w- I would just much rather uh, a play from under center to get go mm. i need to hear more about this qb snack play justin Sneak. yeah i, I think, did say snack jeez I think will levis now I'm, you're rubbing off on me now i'm losing it i think the will levis would be the best qb snack in college <laughs> football if you catch my drift justin they're obviously doing that just to try to get the defense unprepared but the yeah, thing that it. Josh Allen probably needs to remember and a good reminder with how it all went down yesterday is that you like you can also rush yourself too much and I think he probably clearly did that because his footing wasn't there and you can always pick wrong he very clearly did and your offense line may not be ready for you to do that stuff they may know the play and they may know what you're thinking but they may not necessarily know that you're coming over to the left side Uh, they may not know that they may not. They may not know. I, I would think that they probably do know that you're going up there for that quick quarterback sneak. But they do that to try to get the defense thinking one thing. Last second, quarterback runs up under center, and before you know it, he's already fallen forward for a yard or two. I like the play call there. Maybe it was a little rushed. I don't know. Um, just ultimately, you picked wrong, Roush. You you went to the wrong dude, and you got blown yeah. up, and and that happens. Mm, brutal, brutal. But like, it's just kind of a flip of the coin. Game of inches, you know, and uh, I think the Titans. I, I I will say that some fans will believe that they're owed those inches for years and years after that Super Bowl. That oh still hangs over their heads, but um, it was a raucous atmosphere. That's a big win for the Titans. Um, Huge. I mean, yeah, because uh, it was one of those things too coming into this year. You had high hopes for them, and they just kind of looked ho hum the whole time. That's a big win because the Bills have looked like the best team in football for a lot of this, even though um, the Cardinals are still undefeated. They, the Bills looked the part the entire year outside of week one and a huge, huge win for Tennessee on Monday Night Football. Hey, by the way, has Steve Levy been on the call for all of Monday Night Footballs? I, I don't remember him doing any this season, but he was really good last night. He's done uh, he the last two years. It's just okay. you've been watching the Peyton and Eli. That's right. So yeah, much. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I Huge win just because I think the Bills are currently the best team in the AFC, so it's nice for the Titans to know that they're not Maybe as far off as, as other time, at other times this season that they look. But in regards to the Titans winning, I, I can only – 
categorize it as so big because they're going to cruise in the AFC South. Like they didn't have to have that game last night. AFC South is a complete and total joke. And I know you can't just go change in divisions because teams get down for a short period of time, but when are the Texans, the Jags going to be good ever uh, remains to be seen. Titans have a good thing going Colts. Well, they're going to win two Super Bowls in the next decade. So I guess maybe we, we need to be patient with the Colts. If you didn't hear Jim Irsay say that, he tweeted it out, one of those kind of like, ooh, maybe a little bit of the devil's dandruff tweet sort of deal. A little, a little bit of the booger shit, like just all the you know random words capitalized, uh, a lot of them uh-huh. capitalized and whatnot. But AFC South is a complete total joke. So the Titans didn't have to have that game last night for the division. They're going to, they're going to win that division by three games plus before it's all said and done. But I think that was big for the motivation because the Titans have not looked good a lot this season. So uh, nice to see them put it all together. No surprise that Derrick Henry led the charge for him. Three touchdowns. Man, his stiff arms. Like, that's just got to be so – I mean, he he stiff arms guys by punching them in the chest just to the ground. And even though they don't always result in, like, these huge gains – the fact that he can just do that regularly and it's no big deal is it's incredible. It really is. I that guy we we talked about it with um the dude from Georgia, uh, Jordan Davis, where you just don't understand how they're the same species of human as we are. Same thing with Derrick Henry. That guy just an, another uh, on another planet right now. I think he got to 22 miles per hour on that long run, Justin. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. I mean, a guy as big as Derek Henry, what is he? He's 260. Is he not? A hot take to start your Tuesday. And we're going to give away some Salsaritas today on the Thornton's what? text line, 502-414-1450. Oh, yes. It's Taco Tuesday. We got we to get it going. Uh, it's a bye week, too, so it, we just text on into the show. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to give out some tacos if you do it. Uh, now, that being said, that being said, I, I hot take Tuesday – I just don't know if there's like a more physically gifted and that's not to take away from all the time he puts in the gym, but I I just don't know if like there's a physical specimen in the history of the NFL, quite like Derrick Henry at the running back position. I'm glad you, I'm glad you added the caveat of the running back position because I had about three or four guys ready to rattle off. Well, well, even, well I'd, love, I'd love to, like, if we're just talking, like, maybe all-time NFL freaks, but they also have to be really damn good on the field. I Ray Lewis know. is in that. Is he? No. Like, I no, mean, he's not. There's Why? linebackers built like Ray Lewis. All the there's time, yeah. Better yeah. linebackers than Ray Lewis right now in terms of – Yeah, but of he, was kinda, he was kind of the trendsetter that started it all. Yeah, I'm not the, – the, the athleticism is where it's different. That's why I'm – You don't no, think Ray Lewis was athletic? No, I mean, yes, but not like – when I think of just guys who are gifted athletically on another level, I think of like defensive linemen like, uh, or, your, uh, or your tight ends who are just – they have the size, strength, and speed that people that large should not be able to move that well. Aaron Donald is one of those kind of freaks like Derrick well, Henry where it's just like you are an enormous human and you move – like you run like a speed guy. <laughs> like a scat back, you were as fast as a scat back, and you weigh two hundred and sixty pounds. Like that—that's the the kind of athleticism stuff I'm looking for. Aaron Donald, I agree with. Just somebody that that size shouldn't be able to get 
through people, by people that quickly, that swiftly, that athletically. Uh, Calvin Johnson, another guy. It's just like, yeah, how can you yeah, be that big, yeah. that good of a route runner, that fast, and then like put it all together by also having just butter soft hands that kept, that catched everything That's a or good caught one. everything back in the day. He, he and, would be in that mold of what we're kind of talking about, Justin. Sucks that he retired so early. He, he could have been one of the best wide receivers the NFL's ever seen. And, and it's funny you mentioned him because when you said running back, one of the first people I went to was uh, was Barry Sanders. But he he his athleticism was different. But he, there are very few people that can make NFL athletes look like they're moving in slow motion. He's one of them. I guess he's not a running back, but Lamar Jackson, he's just stupid. I mean, I'll put Lamar yeah. Jackson in that category too. Yeah. Because yeah, he is. <laughs> to, to be that fast, to – have that much awareness in the sense of like pocket closing in or uh, this guy thinks I'm going to go this way. Let me just do a little stop here. And then while we like to have fun with it and Louisville fans always lose their mind. So that's the, that's the gist behind the jokes, but to be able to run that well at the quarterback position, win games because of your rushing, the Baltimore rushing stat of over hundred yards is absolutely ridiculous. And in large part, it's because of Lamar Jackson, but Let's not act like he can't launch that bad boy 70 yards either. Like he is, he's not the best passer in the NFL, far from it, but he can certainly sling it around. And to even just be able to pass it a little bit with his legs would be kind of a freak of nature sort of deal. But he's a good passer. He's a solid passer. And uh, no, he is as fun as it really gets to watch in the NFL just because he can really do it all. So, yeah, I'd put him in that category as well, Roush. Yeah, and the, the final one for me... And he doesn't like. We've kind of drifted away from just the physical specimen, but the guy who could do—he's—he was seemingly Superman on a football field. Was Ladanian Tomlinson? There was like five years where every game it was Tomlinson rushes for two touchdowns, caught a touchdown, and he threw a touchdown. And it's like what? Just taking in in rounds and dropping like thirty-yard passes. And he was that that guy I can't say enough awesome things about him cuz he was the best in the league for a long time. It was like 5 year run for the Chargers where he was just crushing it. I just don't remember him being a big guy. He he's not and that that's what I mean. It he, he does not fit that physically just brutish dominate you with his size. But man, that guy was just awesome. He did yeah. everything. One of the the goat fantasy football players yeah. of all time, and I think he probably falls more in the mold of like a Ray Lewis, where his physical attributes all are, you know, really good and super impressive, and especially in the spectrum of an average human being. But in the NFL, kind of a dime a dozen, at least in terms of build, yeah, yeah. statistics, forty times stuff like that. The P- LT and Ray Lewis, there was so much heart and just football smart where it's like uh, you'd leave them on the field and they're going to find a way to make the right play. And they were almost more impressive. Well, I shouldn't say more impressive, but maybe so, I guess, depending on what side of the coin you're on. But it's almost more impressive that they had the success in the NFL because they weren't physical freaks like a Derrick Henry or Calvin Johnson. It, part of it's easy when you've got that size to be able to separate yourself in the NFL. And then you have to match it with talent work ethic, wherewithal, all that stuff. Guys like LT, Ray Lewis, and there's a lot more, obviously, they stand out because they were some of the best at their position in NFL history, and they kind of just look like your run-of-the-mill average NFL player for the most part. But LT was, as Virginia football would categorize him, a football player. They have a literal position on their depth chart that just says, FBP, football player. 
It's like the uh, the all-purpose back tag that they used to have in recruiting rankings. I think they've gone away from that. Uh, but just football player. Does it all. Jack Does of all trades, man. master of none. Hey, I know we hate on him, um, but back to Lamar real quick. Did you all see the video of him getting told his numbers being retired? That was cool. It looks so awkward. It did look awkward, Vince but it, it was a cool moment. Scott Satterfield, like yeah. they just looked like two steps. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that part and, was weird. And sure. also, like I love that. I mean, this isn't the same thing as the Sean Taylor deal, where it's just pure like PR. Like we're gonna make Sean Taylor Day happen because we look like crap. But there is some like you were gonna do it eventually. You announced a statue like two months ago. Like, can you what what what? I, I don't know. It, it felt a little weird to do the, all right, we're going to have a Lamar Jackson statue. And then two months later, we're retiring Lamar's number. And it's like, well, I thought the statue kind of, didn't that say it? <laughs> didn't that say that you were going to do it? I feel like it would be nice if he showed up to dedicate the statue and then they have the jersey retired like at the same time, which I'm sure they'll do. It just felt weird to kind of, add this on top of that announcement because i think they made some video to tell him that he's getting a statue too well it's a, a slow a, a slow milking if you will with the lamar they, they need all the good news that they can get roush so you got to spread it out and you got to make different announcements they'll, they'll have a video in like a week or two where they now they tell him that he's going to be in the ring of honor too so uh they, it'll just be like all these different accolades that are all really cool as like one offers but very clearly when you're honoring maybe the best football player in the history of your program all these things were going to happen uh, yeah i had my U of L friends i always like kind of picking their brain on some of this stuff they were kind of making fun of satterfield and tyre but like you guys weren't even here when this stuff <laughs> right was, like, right <laughs> You weren't even here when this stuff was going on, but it's obvious. Like you, you've got to have the head football coach as as his face with Lamar Jackson's face as much as possible, even yes. if it is a little disingenuous. Uh, you still have to recruit the future, and the the thing that my U of L friends bring bring up all the time and kind of circled back to in this regard is we, uh, talking as U of L fan here for a moment. We saw no recruiting bump from. Lamar Jackson's success like we didn't start landing all these badass quarterbacks we didn't start getting all these players like we went in the tank as soon as Lamar as soon as we started being able to start selling Lamar as this NFL freak where do you go to college oh he went to UofL he won the Heisman yep first time for ever at a player at UofL when UofL should be getting put on the map with Lamar Jackson the program went in the toilet. So I think this is their like second awakening, if you will, of we gotta we gotta start having Lamar Jackson work for us as a brand ambassador for the University of Louisville. So you're gonna have Tyre, you're gonna have Satterfield's face all uh, all around him. Uh, they're gonna try to make that game. Is it the Syracuse game or is it the Duke game? Whatever game it is. They're, they're going to try to make it as packed as possible and honoring one of your best players ever. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way to get more butts in the seat. So they're they're trying to get this thing going as much as possible because I feel like they feel I feel like the fan base and probably the program overall has kind of squandered Lamar Jackson's success where you haven't really seen much of a kickback in terms of U of L. The uh, I did see Satterfield talking about. We use Lamar in recruiting all the time in his Monday press conference, but you're right. I mean, they did 
have a nice little skill position bump there for a little bit, but it was five guys. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't even a super six. They weren't able to, they, they weren't able to really cash in on that. Uh, so, I mean, good luck, Satterfield, trying to do it. I'm sure they'll host a bunch of recruits that day who want to meet Omar, um, but that's their best shot <laughs> at trying to get any momentum on the recruiting trail. To me, that just seems kind of cowardly to use Lamar in recruiting when you didn't even coach him. Yeah, he came to the school you're at, but you didn't have anything to do with where Lamar is today. I don't understand yeah, that. But yeah, you but gotta you got to do what you got to do. What else are you going to do, Justin? You're just going to let Lamar have this badass NFL career, and you, as you're as the university where he played football, and won the Heisman. You just tweet out like retweet his good game stats or something. You got to try to bring him as close in as possible. See, but if I'm a recruit, I'm seeing right through all that. Like, uh, you, you didn't coach him, dude. Why are you taking credit for Lamar in Louisville when you weren't here? Well, you bet that sweet, sweet little butt of yours, Justin, that opposing coaches will be sure to bring that up when re- when when they say, because this happens, Roush, what are they telling mm-hmm. you? What are they telling you? Yep. Well, you know, they had Lamar, and he, I, I, he's the most fun player to watch in the NFL. It would be fun to kind of follow his footsteps. Well, you do know none of the people there were there. That was a Bobby Tree. That will get brought up, Justin. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I could see I could see a Stoops doing that. Like, yo, buddy, reeled in. They, they weren't. None of them were there. Uh, I'd be the big. You don't dog. want to play there. I'd be the big dog. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. I mean, to compare, Stoops has not. This is different, but Stoops has all of his first round draft picks, like a a portrait of them hanging over his desk, and it's. I mean, it's like guys that he like Sean Taylor, you know, like dudes going back to Miami in the nineties. Ed what? Reed, you know, like guys that he hasn't coached in twenty years. Well, it kind of makes but, my point though. It, it, that well, that's a good. Well, I didn't know that. First off, I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't realized that it was everybody. But you should do that. But even kind of to bring this conversation full circle is that like Kentucky has benefited off Josh Allen. Roush. They've yeah, benefited yeah, off yeah. Benny Snell. They've benefited off Landon Young and the big blue wall. Like they have seen Kentucky has had successful guys that they've built, maybe even starting back with like a Zadarius Smith, if you will, because he was such a project. People forget that. He had not been playing football very long nope. at all when he committed to Kentucky as a JUCO player. And it's so fun. Like he, he is one of my favorite Wildcats that nobody really talks all that much about. And, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact he's a Green Bay Packer either. I love watching that dude because he's come such a long way. But Kentucky and Stoops have built guys up developed guys, sent them on their way, gotten them big paychecks at the next level. And it seems like we've seen recruiting hikes at those positions, Roush. Uh, What Kentucky's been able to recruit on the defensive line has been really impressive, both in the middle and on the edges. Uh, Getting Wallace was a huge, huge land for Kentucky. I don't think they could get that five, six years ago, maybe even three or four years ago, if we're we're being honest. They've consistently recruited the, the offense line well, and then running backs, while you haven't gotten like a five-star freak dude, they're still getting the guys they want to continue the success in the running game. So Kentucky's seen that, and none of those guys were Heisman Trophy winners. Roush, obviously Josh Allen was the best defensive player in football and was just absolutely awesome. But that's why I think Louisville fans are frustrated. That's why I think you're seeing them make such a big to-do with the Lamar Jackson stuff. They're saying, you know what, we're going to start getting in on this gravy train because we haven't yet. Tyrese Fearbury, top 150 guy from Pittsburgh. Never yes. thought they were going to get that guy. And he was getting Josh Allen comp as soon as he steps on campus. They they still had that Josh Allen banner hanging when he took his official visit. A lot of Josh Allen comps. And I 
I mean, hell, he was committed to Penn State for a while, ends up flipping to Kentucky. That certainly plays a role. It does. It matters. It absolutely matters. All right, we're going to hit a break. We got to talk. We didn't get to Big Blue Madness yesterday, and I know at this point it's like really old news because it was on Friday night and it's Tuesday. We'll share some thoughts, just a a few different things on it just because we ran out of time yesterday. Uh, Get the text into the show. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll give it up. Coaching carousel continues to swirl. Yeah, it's another jam-packed show. Even though it's a UK bye week, there's a lot to talk about. Mark Stoops, coach's show. He spoke yesterday, so we'll have to talk about that as well. Uh, We got an update on Big Blue Drew that you're not going to want to miss. It's a jam-packed Kentucky roll call here on your Tuesday morning. You wouldn't rather be anywhere else, and we wouldn't have it any different. Thanks for being here. This is KRC. We'll be right back. I know that you're in love with him because I saw you dancing in the gym. You both kicked off your shoes. Man, I dig those rhythm and blues. I was a lonely teenage bronc and buck with a pink carnation and a pickup truck. But I knew I was out of luck today. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I've always been kind of a pacifist. When I was a kid, my father told me, never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure. You can get away with it. And Roush. Chicks dig me. Because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. We mentioned that we're giving out Salsarita's gift card, free entree today. If you text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And if you win, if you text in and you are the person that wins. It'll probably end up being like that same person that always sends in the best text. And then they say, you know what? I don't, I, I win too much. I don't want the salsaritas. And if it is, then we're banning that person because how can you pass up free salsaritas between the quesadillas, the burritos, the tacos, the spicy salsa, hot salsa, the wildly addictive chips, the taco salads, burrito bowls, if that's your sort of thing. I think they got quesaritos, like where they put the cheese on top, whatever it is. Yeah, you get it. You get it. They got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. It's good. It's delicious. And they've got the best fountain power rate in all the world. Middletown has a drive-through. Download that Salsaritas app. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money where you can be getting your own free entrees as well. As a matter of fact, download the app, refer a friend. You'll get $10, which is more than an entree, and they'll get a free entree themselves. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. And then you go to the Louisville area Salsaritas. You tell them the KRC fellas sent you and they will give you a free smile. It's a win, 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 because they win because they're giving you the smile. Okay, Boom. exactly. Smiles going around. Uh, it's, a, it's a self-sustained currency, just like the Bave and Dusters Bucks episode of Always Sunny, if you're familiar right. with that one. Uh, all right, so two locations. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthew's newly renovated. Uh, all right, where do we want to... Big Blue Madness, let's just get it out of the way. I don't think people really even care to hear about it anymore anyway, so we can be quick about it. Uh, you gotta, you got to make some big changes next year. Yeah, tell me, what was your favorite part? Was it the part where Cal talked, the part where they did their introductions, or I don't, I don't know, the, the cheerleaders mean, they, flipping? They stopped. Well, they didn't show the cheerleaders flipping. They, they showed like a little what? bit of the dancer team. Yeah, it was bad. The coverage is terrible. Oh, well, well, I'm glad I didn't watch it because the, the cheerleader best... flipping is the best part. I, I've seen I've seen zero clips 
from it. Haven't seen uh, not even one thing from it. Uh, it was a Kyra Elsie's kid was the star of the show. That, that was the highlight. Of oh, the, wow. like he had a little dance and it was really cute and really funny. I'm guessing he's like maybe five ish or somewhere in that ballpark and just absolutely rocked out. That was fun to see. Yeah. Besides that, it's just the same old stuff. There's a bunch of empty seats, which I'm not all that surprised about. It's it's time to make a change to Big Blue Madness. You had this kind of era at Rupp Arena for at least 15 years in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, let's mix it up. Let's do something different. Let's go back to Memorial. Let's have it. I don't like the idea of U of L basically trying to like pony off the Churchill Downs crowd. But it made for sweet pictures. Like it worked. You know, their their goal of making it look like this jam-packed event when they really wouldn't get that many people for it. It looked cool. Um, not saying you need to to follow that lead, but I think what we all want, Roush, let's get that bad boy back to memorial. And hell, I'd say at least one year, let's get that puppy started at midnight. Let, let's I don't know if there's like an anniversary coming up on the first Big Blue Madness, but you can always find an anniversary, whether it's 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, 35 years even, and just like say, hey, we're, we're coming back home. One more Midnight Madness at Memorial. They just got to get a shot in the arm in this event because it is a big recruiting event. I think fans are just so numb to it because they've set the bar so high. To be fair, to be fair, they have set the bar high. They spend a ton of money on it. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it, over years, it's been a cool event. It's just lost its luster. So you got to give it a shot back in the arm if you want this thing to have some staying power. Uh, the thing I'm worried about is that you just keep doing it up. You keep doing it how, like you've been doing, and that crowd's going to whittle down, whittle down, whittle down. So one year, you're going to have recruits there and say, oh, I thought this was like a big, a big to-do. So it's losing its life. They've got to switch it up one way or another. Yeah, the the we went through the era of bigger is better and you get all the power techniques and you do all that stuff. But like you said, time's running out. Let's get a little bit more intimate crowd. I feel like that's the easiest way to go about it. Or just, you know, make it like a real game and you play. I mean, I, I think that's kind of where some of it is. And I I don't know. I I the way that they talked about the players first fans fest first fest fans it sounded like it was a good time because the fans who they really wanted to be there and they felt like they really got to know the players because it was in that smaller setting that's what memorial coliseum could give you and that's what's kind of lacking now it just feels very sterile feels too big to the point where like kids probably don't even feel comfortable dancing because it's like I don't know. Some it's it's a big to do. It's like you're coming out on stage like you're the freaking Rolling Stones. Like maybe dial it back just a little bit. Less is more. For me, it it has to start with the midnight thing. If if I think about all my wants in sports, even more so than the Reds winning a championship, it's bringing the midnight madness aspect back to college basketball in that first practice. I mean that's it's it's electric. That's the first day of basketball practice. I don't know if that's the day they still do it anymore, but that's the day they used to do it practice at midnight first day they could practice it was awesome it was a spectacle it was something that everybody wanted to go to and now like you all talked about you see less crowds at these events because it's just the same thing over and over and over every year and it, it sucks i hate it and and the thing that 
an easy fix if all right if they say no 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 we're not doing a memorial that's that's too much logistics too much of a headache people we've got corporate sponsors we have to give tickets to and then what's left over for regular fans that's not a uh, it's not a pretty number blah you know maybe they just say we can't do it a memorial it's not happening then one thing you can do if you're going to keep it the current format you have got to tell these players like, hey, this is the new blue-white game. Like, this is your scrimmage. Take it serious. Like, with playing time's on the line here. Like, give these people a show of what you're going to see. Because that used to be your cherry on top of the Sunday was, yeah, you're going to see all the, the lights and the fireworks and the songs and the dancing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But we end it with some actual basketball, and we've been waiting since March to see these guys get out there and hoop it up a little bit. And they don't even try. It's a complete mockery. And, and, they, and they, were, they tell them that. They don't want people to get hurt. And I'm not blaming the players for it. I'm not blaming the coaches for it. But I'm saying if you want this thing to have a little bit more juice, you want people to be a little bit more excited about it, actually see them go head-to-head and want to get after some folks. I'm not saying, you know, contest every single layup with a hard foul if you're Oscar Sheboy, but – Go make it competitive. I don't. I don't know what you can do to incentivize them. Maybe you can do it in house, or or just tell them. Like I said, playing time's on the line. But that would be one way. If they can't move it to Memorial, if you can't do the midnight thing for whatever reason, they're stuck having to do it at rough with a similar format. Make the freaking scrimmage actually worthwhile. They canceled it because it was so bad this year. They did a quarter and they were just like, "All right, we're done. See you later." Yeah, that's not good. Well, it's not good. Maybe we'll get um. Maybe Friday's big blue-white game. That'll be fun, hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, I'm more excited about that. But, like, you got to keep them competitive in that blue-white game, too. If you're just going to go out there and have, like, slam dunk, throw at the length of the floor, pass up yeah. a wide-open layup so the other guy can do a windmill dunk. Nobody – like, we we are numb to that as basketball fans. Not just, like, Kentucky, but just overall. We've seen slam dunks. It's not the 1970s anymore. We don't – our jaw doesn't drop. We just want to see basketball. Like, we want to see these guys go against one another. We want to see what it looks like. Because when we saw a little bit of it – hold on, real quick, Justin. When we saw a little bit of it in that little big blue combine or whatever, uh, Davion Mintz couldn't guard Severe Wheeler. I want to see that in a full scrimmage. I want to see what Ty Ty Washington and Severe Wheeler look like going up against one another. I want to see these matchups. I want to see Bryce Hopkins. People have raved about him. What does he do against Keon Brooks? Because that may be a guy that he's going for playing time up against. Or can they play together? There's just There are avenues to make this stuff super interesting, whether it's Big Blue Madness or the Blue-White game. It all starts with giving fans something to actually watch in terms of basketball play. Well, and you talk about the dunks and all that. That's the thing with those events is a lot of the stuff you see at those events, you're not, you're never going to see in a game. They're doing dunks that they'll never be able to pull out in a game. So, yeah, while it's cool that you get to see them do that, I'm, I'm on your all side. I'd much rather see what the team's going to be about. I'd rather see them go up against each other and give, give you a little insight of what the season is going to bring, if you will. Yeah, that's all I got on that. Anything you want to add, Roush? Good point, Justin. I agree with you. I just would like to say that, I mean, you know it's a bad point, and this isn't like some jaded journalist. This is a guy who's watched it every year for as long as he can remember, and it was like a fart in the wind for me this weekend. Didn't, I mean, almost forgot that it happened. Hey, tip of the cap to Mark Stoops and the football team for making that part of the reason why, too. You know, we have nothing else to look forward to. Big Blue Madness hits a little different. Uh, For a lot of folks, Roush, I think they were the same way. Fart in the wind, if you will. And while we're talking college basketball, I think we're going to turn the page after Mm -hmm. this. 
uh, everybody with KRC and uh, I'm sure even you all listening feel the same way. We're sending positive thoughts, prayers, well wishes, good karma, whatever, whatever it is uh, to Dick Vitale, absolute legend when it comes to college basketball, recently diagnosed with lymphoma, and he's going to begin six months of chemo, hoping to still do games, work around that chemo schedule. Really tough for a 20-year-old, you know, sadly, yeah. I've seen friends, 20-year-olds uh, go through that stuff. I know plenty of parents and adults that have, especially Dick Vitale's age. That's that's brutal. That's asking a lot. But he says he's going to fight. He's never going to give up. He's going to keep going. And we're all thinking about him. We all love Dick Vitale. And what he's done for college basketball is immeasurable. What he's done for cancer research is absolutely huge and very, very helpful. Um, he's a great dude. And and uh, this is a big blow for him. But, but we're all rooting for him. So we're thinking of him, wanting to bring that up. Maybe not the time for a joke, but I can't help but think Pepto has something to do with it. Yeah, not a time for the joke. You're right about that. <laughs> well, I think what I think the joke is is Dick, I know that chemo can make you nauseated. Make sure you stock up on your Pepto. I know you're drinking a lot of it. Just keep it's it not, handy. It's not so much the the weirdly timed Pepto ad tweets. It's just that his face looks so unhappy with <laughs> when he's holding next to the Pepto. It's like, hey, we can we we can get a better picture of you with the Pepto, uh, Dick Vitale. But but he he's he's the man, yeah, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, a lot of people nationally in sports have have or still do kind of poo poo on college basketball, and I think he kind of made it where you're going to look silly if you do that because we it's an awesome product, it's an awesome sport, and there's so much there's more passion, energy, and. Uh, and people care about it a lot more than other sports. So uh, we're rooting for the guy. He's awesome. He is. And I can't wait he, to see him call some games this year. And he's been a guy who's raised so much money to fight cancer. So now it's his time to really give it the old one-two punch firsthand. So you got this, Dickie V. Cancer gets the ultimate suck it. Nobody has ever gotten a KRC suck it quite like cancer. Man, suck it, cancer. So suck it, cancer. Suck it. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. We're all thinking about them. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember to pop by Thornton's on your way into work this morning. Get some fresh, fresh coffee. It'll get you a pep in your step. Justin and I were talking earlier on the show this morning that this crisp, cold air really kind of gets you going. You you add some coffee to that, Justin, and you're smooth sailing for the rest of the day. They've got breakfast sandwiches as well. They've got donuts at Thornton's, and we want to give a shout-out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. We appreciate them sponsoring this text line, 502-414-1450. I say we read a few texts, Roush. just seems like a good spot for that. We've got plenty to get to in hour number two, but why not knock off a few texts? Remember, we've got Just the Cats with Alan Cutler and Michael Bennett. Did either one of you all listen to show numero uno yesterday? I caught uh, the first, I don't know, 20 minutes or so before Same. I had to. Wow. To get the to first it. time Roush has listened to the Big X outside of Showtime. Let's give it up for him, everybody. <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. nice. I've listened to Trevor Kelsey on the Mike Rutherford show at least twice. So, yeah. Did you, hey, listen, uh, to did you listen to him yesterday? I did not. I was, uh, uh, we were at the playground yesterday. I was trying to Joan Calamezia. Uh, Trevor wasn't on yesterday. Hey, fun fact, TJ. So you said something about Thornton's coffee. I am not a coffee guy. Me neither. The more, the more you know. Yeah, yeah high five. I drink like four the, cups um, a year. 
Maybe. Um, they've been doing different, like, special fall coffees, and it's not just pumpkin spice garbage. It, it's like a bourbon pecan that I tried Ooh. recently. It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty tasty. A bit <laughs> nutty. A bit nutty. I mean, I'm not a big bourbon or pecan fan, but uh, sounds, sounds, a, no, little, no, no sounds pecan a little interesting. Pie? It's good. It's real good stuff. Also, did we see the logo for Just the Cats? I did. Very flattering. That's yes. I was gonna say, is, is Michael Bennett? Isn't he a silver fox? I, I thought <laughs> I thought he was a little bit of a silver fox. I, I thought, thought he so. was completely like white, and here it his hair's he, brown. And uh, Larry Vault just retweeted it. I think Cutler Bennett has retweeted it as well. If you want to see what we're talking about, always good for always good for radio to talk about pictures. As you know, we could put it on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page while we're at it. No, they 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 look sharp. Maybe he got the old Lock, Lachlan hair dye. Oh, oh man, Lock's hair dye. <laughs> Lock. It's like, Lock really quiet about UK football this year, weirdly enough. he Also, it, he was really quiet about Virginia beating Louisville. Like, dude, Lock, what the hell is wrong with you? You got to be rubbing their noses in it after that. There's some rumors, and I, I and Locke and I will talk from time to time. Not like we text every day or anything like that. But we'll we'll, we'll direct message each other. It seems like once every couple months or something like that. But um, there, I, so I could ask him about this, but I'm not going to. There's some scuttlebutt that Spectrum is kind of starting to crack down on. Like, hey, let's not say anything too outlandish on social media. Not that oh, like I think no. Locke was in like trouble or anything like that but i think they just said we're not going to try to ruffle any feathers on social media that's just the dumbest thing i've ever heard I, like well you how... saw what happened to our girl Haley minogue <sighs> yeah and i'm sure people paid attention to whas 11 more because she was in the news uh, or it wasn't in the news but was uh, yeah no that's just like, I, i'm, I, I'm I, not I, watching spectrum one way or the other but i'm going to care more about it if lock is being locked you know they've got the spectrum app you can get weather on the tins anytime you want. Yeah, I'm good. I'll just look at my phone. On the Spectrum app? No. 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 Okay. Well, we gave we gave it the old college try. Can we? Can we, we really get? <laughs> so everybody's got these like animated logos. What if we got somebody to draw us and make us an animated logo, but not like. An actual professional artist. Like, what if we got Trevor? Trevor tries it. Draws. Draw, draw, yeah. to draw TJ, Nick, uh, and Scoots. He would have a lot more. It would be a lot easier for you because we just have to do the circle for your head. For me and oh. TJ, he would have to put ears on it. So, yeah. yours wow. are probably a lot better than ours. Wow. If you didn't hear it yesterday, <laughs> Roush brought up Big Blue Drew's attire on Saturday down in between the hedges in Athens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, a texter on the Thornton's text line brought up Big Blue Drew's appearance. You're right. You're right. A texter did. A texter brought it up first. Um, I I had not seen it, but you – did you all talk down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We chatted up a little bit. I didn't notice the rolled jeans in real time. You did or did not? Did not, did not. A lot, a lot I did of people compliment saying, him on his top button. I called it, I was like, oh, Mitch Barnhart swag over here. That's the part that we haven't really even gotten to yet is the top button being buttoned. But uh, I know we briefly mentioned it yesterday. But Big Blue Drew, very stylish person. Uh, definitely, I think, more stylish than anybody on this radio show, although that's not saying too terribly No, much. no, not saying uh, much at all. I think Roush that's and I also not a, confirmed. 
I, I think Rosh and I have a decent amount of kind of like throwback stuff or kind of like cool vintage things that we can wear from time to time. Uh, but we don't really care so much about the way that we look. We're both right. not the most attractive people. I'm uh, no, you know what, Roush? I'll speak for myself here. You're beautiful, buddy. Um, but you know, we like clothes aren't really going to make up too much difference for for me. Uh, speaking for myself here. But anyways, but Big Lou Drew, good looking fella. What he wears actually matters. Uh, but went with rolled up jeans in Athens. We figured out. Uh, my wife being the one who brought this up because she knows more about this stuff than I. He rolled up the jeans to show off his kicks. That's what happened. Uh, He's got really nice shoes in that picture. I don't mm. know if they're like Air Force Ones or what they are or whatever, but uh, he's got really nice shoes. I actually think, I mean, the jean roll is embarrassing. Big Blue Drew, make no mistake about it. The top button, though, what, what are we what are we doing with the top buttons? Unless you're doing it ironically. I don't think case, Big Blue Drew is an ironic guy, though. I don't think he is either. Uh, we asked Big Blue Drew for an official statement, and he says that uh, the official statement is he owes me and our listeners nothing. Wow. I owe you and your listeners nothing. Official statement from Big Blue Drew regarding the rolled-up jeans and the top button and the undershirt. Disappointing. We'll keep you updated on this story as more and more developments happen throughout the week. Uh, Texter on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450, says... This is from Robert. Hey, Robert. Losing always sucks, but our team fought hard. I won't complain about it. It just seemed like UK had to script the perfect drive every time out to get points on the board or to even make it in the red zone. That team's tough. Can't let Georgia beat us twice uh, regarding Mississippi State. That's true. And I actually um, thought Stoops had a good kind of summary of um, the game on his coach's show last night, Roush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. he also gave us an injury update. That's kind of what I was more tuned right, in let me give for. You this, let me okay. give you this one thing, and then we'll you give the injury yeah. update because I did want to get that in here the first okay. hour as well. Um, but when talking about the 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 game and why it was uh, why it was a little frustrating was because as I'm stalling here to try to figure out. Okay, he says it was kind of frustrating because that Kentucky did so many good things, but also had quite a few mistakes. Any mistakes are magnified when you're playing against Georgia. And I think Robert kind of sums that up a little bit. It's like Kentucky would do some nice things and that there's a lot to really be proud of, but you just couldn't do some of the silly things you did in that game. And they did it. So I, I got Stoops' frustration. I think Stoops kind of summed it up, summed up my Saturday a lot better and more eloquently than I did even yesterday. It was just frustrating because you were close, a lot to be happy about, but a lot to say, man, you knew you couldn't do those things, and you went and you still did them anyways. Yeah, and that's why Georgia's just so good. <laughs> I mean, you, there's the margin of error is so thin, so slim, that, like you said, any mistake is magnified. And, hell, even – your good plays are don't always end as well as they should because they're so good. And that's kind of what happened. Isaiah Cummings made a great catch. Uh, he tried to get upfield and just got stuck right before he got to the sticks. A yard short, gets hurt. Uh, Stoob said he was in a sling yesterday. But um, I, I, I talked to somebody who would know pretty well and expects him to be back before too long. So Let's go. What's too long mean? Yeah, it was left pretty ambiguous, but I was just glad to hear that it wasn't anything major. My big worry was collarbone. You know, you you can 
you can have an AC joint and it's painful. You can separate a shoulder. There's there's some shoulder things that can be very painful, but you can ultimately recover. Uh, that I just can't. I, the the collarbone though, you're just screwed. You're just out like eight weeks. So um, glad to hear that it, it wasn't anything that severe. That's good. And then we got an update on Bully as well. And uh, I think one more. Josh Ali. Yeah. Uh, Josh Ali is on. He's closer, was the quote from Stoops. I think they're 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 hopeful for next week, but I don't think they're going to know until next week. Bully, I'm still just, I'm not, I'm not expecting anything anytime soon. You know, just. Gotcha. Justin Rowland, Cats Illustrated, had a report saying, don't be completely shocked if Bully maybe comes back next year, which would be awesome. Uh, would absolutely love that, but uh, something to keep an eye on. And Justin did add that, like, ideally, he comes back healthy at some point this season, finishes the year strong, finishes the bowl game strong, wins, and then maybe can go pro. But I guess. I guess the, putting it out there that he's open to the idea. All right, hour one done. We're going to take the daily double break here. We'll come back hour number two. More text. Uh, Mark Soup said a few other interesting things yesterday. And, and there's, a, there's a lot more to get to on today's show. You all know that, and that's why you're listening. And we always appreciate that. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. We roll, are just roll, getting roll. started, bro. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. If you're just getting started in the game of golf, Go to Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Maybe you're not just getting started. Maybe you've been getting started for the last 10 or 15 years and you're sick of quadruple bogeying the first hole. Bobby Cook can fix that. He can fix everything about your golf game, whether it's your drives, whether it's your approach shots, even if it's just lining up on putting. You just, you're, you're sick of kind of embarrassing yourself on the greens. Bobby Cook can fix that as well. He can do it all or you can get a lesson where he touches on a little bit of everything. No player is too advanced for Bobby Cook. He can even help the, the, the best of the best, just one little hitch or one little thing can make such a big difference. Bobby Cook can determine what it is and he can figure it out. Or if you're brand new to the game, but uh, no better way to get the foundation of the sport with Bobby Cook. You'll know where to put your hands, your footing, your spacing, just some of the, the tactical stuff that is that is key for, for the start. If you don't have that stuff figured out or you slip into some bad habits, aka me, your whole your whole thing's a wonky. Your whole game's off. So uh, start with a good foundation of the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's over off Exit 4, off I-65 in southern Indiana. Uh, depending on where you live in Louisville, if you live downtown, probably just about five to ten minutes away. If you live uh, closer around the Water Center, even the Gene, you're, you're looking more around 10 to 20 minutes into the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Well worth the drive regardless because it's a, it's a cool setup, and he will – it's golf. Who doesn't like golf? Indoor, outdoor, uh, it's all good. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We finished our one reading some text. We'll get back to that here at some point today. 
um, probably sooner rather than later. We got a few other quick hitters, other things to talk about. Allow yep. me to just go very quickly on one because it's just going to take two seconds. But Cason Wallace will be committing on November 7th. He's doing it his way. We knew, um, I don't know if the date is new. We knew it was going to be around there. But November 7th, uh, which seems far away, Roush, but really just like uh, two or three weeks away. So yes. it'll, be here be- it'll be here before you know it. And people are expecting him to go to Kentucky. It'd be a big-time get if it happens. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I'm not wishing time away to get there because, TJ, this year I'm embracing spooky season. Like, I haven't embraced it in a while. Uh, even though Kentucky will be playing Mississippi State at 7 o'clock the night before Halloween when a lot of folks like to have their Halloween parties. I'm, uh, you know, I, I think the thing that typically happens, TJ, is that in order for me to really get in the spirit, I need the kind of media to get me fired up for it. So like in Christmas, I'm just blaring Christmas music and watching Christmas movies. So this year, uh, I probably won't be as amped up on Halloween music, but I'm going to be watching some spooky movies. Watched uh, H2O last night. One of my... Oh, it's that's one of my favorite Halloweens. I'm, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe because it's just so nineties. Like I, I don't know, but it's I, I watched that last night, and we actually I, I turned it on while Duke was still awake, and it was before Michael Myers started doing his Michael Myers things. And right when it was getting ready to happen, he starts getting glued to the TV. It's like, all right, let's let's press pause on this, buddy. I don't think you need to be seeing this dude getting stabbed on yeah. the dumb waiter thing. Let the boy watch. <laughs> Let the boy watch. I watched the new Halloween over the weekend, the one that Good. came out. Uh, no, not really. Have you all watched the Chucky show at all? Uh, I, I, you can't get me into that. I didn't Sorry. know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah so they, they made it into a show. It's actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed the first episode, but I've always yeah. liked Chucky. What's it yeah. on? It's a sci-fi. Yeah. Does Chucky ever get around to writing racist and homophobic emails? Oh, I guarantee it. That's but it's funny. End, that's you, that's how you, they end up getting them. You forget like wh- how Chucky actually is until he hits hits you with that first like famous Chucky quote in the show. Like the you know what I'm talking about? Some f words. Some mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a blast. I Wait, love it. What, what was it on? What what platform? Uh, I watched it on Hulu. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's on Sci-Fi on your regular cable or whatever. That worries me a little bit because uh, if you know if it was on Hulu or. It like or Netflix or something like that, where they could make it probably the way that Chucky needs to be made in terms of like vulgarity and. Oh, it's definitely they- made the way it needs to be made. It, I think it's actually on FX. If we're being honest, FX will take some liberties in that sort of regard. Yeah. Okay, well, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel I watch FX. I, I if you're not watching what we do in the shadows, by the way, as like a comedy. You are totally missing out and give it more than one episode. You got to kind of get like to know the characters a little bit. Roush, you all would love it. I, I, you, you really would. It is so funny. Um, that's what we do in the shadows. There's a movie and there's a show. The show's better than the movie, but the movie's really good too. Mm-hmm. What Hannah and I tell people is watch the movie. If you're kind of into it, then watch the show and give the show time. If you watch the movie and you don't think it's funny in the slightest, then I still would give the show a shot, but at that point, you really can't twist your arm. But uh, the new Halloween, the one that came out in 2018 when they kind of rebooted it with Jamie Lee Curtis, I liked the one in 2018. It wasn't the greatest of all time. But she did another one. Well, this is like a recently? new. This is like a new trilogy that started oh. in 2018. 
Okay. So it was Halloween. This one was Halloween Kills. I think the next one's Halloween Ends or something like that. Okay. Um, gotcha. So this was the Halloween Kills. And boy, well, this is Halloween the one where they're really just kind killed. of buying time to get to that third one, you know? Pretty is much. That- um, the first one was more like the original Halloween. Suspenseful, like yeah. music, scary. You don't really know like where you're supposed to be looking. This one that they released on Friday... It was like a slasher. It was a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a huge slasher guy. It was like, those are kind of fun for a little bit, but it's not, it's not the best. You know, it's just like kind of a gimmick, you know? I feel like they're just trying to appease like American horror fans in the year 2021. The one in 2018 was like your traditional old school suspense, which I loved more. And then this one was more your slasher, which a lot of people love. Just like how many people can he kill? What fashion could they kill? He kill people. That was more of this one. So I didn't love it. Um, willing to give that Chucky show a chance and remember to watch what we do in the shadows. There's there's your pop culture updates. Okay. Uh, also, the the murders, only murders in the building, the finales tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it or not, though. Never heard of it. It's uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. They start a true crime podcast in their own Upper West Side fancy schmancy uh, building trying to solve a murder. It's fun, you know. Comedy, mystery, the whole shebang. Good good show on Hulu to binge. I bet it Pretty- turns out that they find themselves a little too close to the to the murderer than they would like to like to be. Well, and what was great too is we started watching late. So we've just been kind of watching our O time. So we we saved up an episode so we can watch two at once to kind of, you know. No, nothing worse than leaving hanging for the for the conclusion with the week before. So mm, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Um, something that there, there's no longer any suspense. There was some suspense in college football for a while surrounding Nick Rolovich, the Washington State head coach that refused to get vaccinated. They issued that there was a mandate starting today that all state employees had to be vaccinated, and he applied for a religious exemption. Um, but the football coach was fired last night at midnight, along with the rest of his unvaccinated coaches. Uh, so three million dollars down the can. Uh, well, and uh, Wash- Washington State's trying to say not fired because he didn't follow the guidelines. He has voluntarily resigned, basically, or or stepped like they, you know, they're yeah. trying to. They're tr- the the, the, gal- they the legality of all this is going to be interesting. Um, first and foremost, I, I guess. The amount of people that are like happy or just like happy to dunk on the dude, like how many people are just kind of like happy to get people out of work, like people that are trying to provide. Oh for yeah, their that's that's and whatnot. Yeah, it's really that's disgusting. Lame. Like I think a lot of folks have really lost their way. Uh, the division, the hoping for folks that don't see eye to eye with you that they're they're put in really bad spots. Um, empathy is gone and it just seems like you got to draw your line in the sand and, and pick a side. This whole situation was really sad. Um, the, I, you know, I hate it really for the Washington state players who were probably just like, what are, what are we doing? Like we, we just want to play football. There's been so many distractions in the PAC 12 by itself. It's been such a tough time for so many people regardless. And then now they're going to be firing their football coach because he didn't want to get a shot. Uh, Nick roll, Nick Rowley as the, the Washington state's guys call him. He is or not is the going, guys who call him that don't want to say Rolovich. That's <laughs> what I think uh, more so what we're going with there. But but the guys who um, I just think that it's 
he's standing up for kind of what he believes in. You may say it's really dumb and it could be, you know, to give up that much money with a dream job that you would think that he's probably been working his entire life to get towards just to kind of throw it all away like that. But he is at least standing up for what he believes. Um, And that's generally applauded throughout our country when athletes or celebrities do that. And they put actual cause and action to just not just words um, in this instance, though, it's a pretty tough pill to swallow because not only him, Roush, I think it was four or five assistants as well, yeah, just gone, yeah. middle of the season. Boom. See you later. It's, uh, it just stinks. Like, I'm not, I don't think this is – I just it, – it sucks. It really does. My, uh, my thing is, is, like, dude, what are you being a martyr for? Like, like who – just read the room, buddy. You're in the state of Washington. It's the most hippy dippy place. I mean, come on. You're you're it's one of the worst. You're at the lowest power five job. You're in your second season. You don't you don't even have the political capital to try to somehow get the powers to be to back you up on this. I just that that that's the part of this that just it it's so miscalculated. Like, I, I know that people have their principles and stuff, like Allison Williams, uh, you know, she's trying to have a kid, and she thinks it's in her best interest to not get vaccinated, so she's going to step away from ESPN, you know, good for her. Like, but I I just feel like if you're Nick Rolovich, and you want to be a Power 5 head coach, and you've been working towards this, like you said, for 25, 30 years, you finally get to one that is one of the worst jobs in all of power five football. You can't like, like you, you, being a martyr for this just feels, feels unnecessary for him. But you know what? If he's willing to bite the bullet, then so be it. Well, know? on the other side of that, Nick, you just said it's one of the worst jobs in college football. Why not? <laughs> why not take a chance and think, Oh, well, somewhere else will hire me and it'll likely be a better job. Yeah. But why? No, no. Like that, that, that's what I mean though. Like you, you, you made it, but it's still like the bottom, the bottom barrel. Someone else will take a shot. Will they? He was like, he's only, the only other job he's had was Hawaii. Well, well, yeah, I I know one person that's not taking a shot. Hey, y'all. Hey, Uh, they're not going to not take a shot. That was a good joke. It was a solid wordplay. I was a little late on getting it out there, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, he, well, it, I don't think he did this just because he wanted out of Washington State. Uh, he'll definitely get a lot of attention, and this could potentially help his celebrity. I, I, I don't know. I, I just the, Alexander Hamilton said, stand for something or fall for anything. I think a lot of people have said that since Alexander Hamilton said it. I'm sure a lot of people said it before. If he truly feels this way, then this is what he should do. If he feels that strongly about it, it's what he should do. It's what he's deciding to do. And my question to like Washington State and the Pac-12, the entire state of Washington, same goes for Brooklyn and the Nets and New York. Is is your atmosphere, is your surroundings more dangerous because Kyrie Irving and Nick Rowley didn't want to get shots? Is it actually more dangerous? And the answer to that question is obviously no. Like it's it's not we it's just not so why are you doing this to these people? Besides, you're telling people either conform to our rules, whether dumb or not, or get the hell out of here. And you may say, well, that's a business; they're allowed to do that. Well, Nick Rolovich didn't sign up saying, hey, okay, you're going to take this job, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that, and anytime we ask you to get a shot, you're going to have to get the shot. And he didn't sign on to that. So you may say, well, it's a business. So they did what they thought was best. 
he's going to step away. He's not going to conform to what they're making him do. A lot of people are going to say that's stupid. You're passing up a lot of money. I That's your opinion. I, I don't think anybody can really disagree with that. $3 million is kind of hard for me to even fathom. Like That's yeah, a ton of money yeah. to pass up on. But, man, he must feel really, really strongly about this if he's going to do that. So I just hate the division. I don't think we need to be telling people, hey, uh, you're out of work because we didn't do what we wanted you to do. I hate that, but it's uh Yeah, it's I mean, some places in. kids can't go to school if you don't have your vaccines, you know. I mean, and some is... places they can. Yeah. Uh is Kyrie Irving is he playing? What I don't what's what's I no, I, I, I don't care, like but it done. I, well, I think like the the Nets have basically said like get the get away from us until you get this shot. They don't they're uh, not going to let him be a part-time player is what they said. Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks for well, the clarification. Okay, gotcha. Well, basketball starts tonight. Nobody cares. NBA, go the hell away until Christmas. So that's my thoughts on the NBA. It, it is crazy that like it starts so early. Oh, Does nobody, NBA really start cares. tonight? I thought tonight. it was tomorrow, but maybe it's tonight. Is it yeah, tonight? It's tonight. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. like it just ended. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing with Kyrie. Like if he's literally just on another team maybe even Boston, I'm not sure what their rules are, but like Boston or Washington, you know, three hours one way or another. He uh, Washington's got some strict things too, but I know New York is, they, they made it with the arena. Like you can't come into our arena unless you're vaccinated, unless you're a visiting player, in which case it's okay, which also doesn't make any sense. That's, that's another thing with all this. It's just like the hypocrisy of doing this, doing that. Like we really want to help the effort to stop COVID, but then, you know, it only goes half measures. Um, people could have to wear a mask around Washington State in the football facilities, but then they walk outside and are holding hands with one another and they can take their mask off. And like, it's just the whole thing can kind of make your head put it put in a pretzel. But um, wild stuff, though, uh, people will be talking about this for for decades and decades and decades and decades. The college football coach who was fired because he wouldn't get the jab and the basketball player that kind of had a interesting past to begin with finally putting his foot down but you know it's better than just going out there and tweeting stuff i guess you got to put action behind your words and these guys have done it as weird in the situation as it is yeah Kyrie just very weird yeah he um i don't think that he helped make his case by some of the comments he's made in his past i i don't disagree like it, it does it the Kyrie stuff it's just almost like he's so out there that at some point he's going to hit on one of the weird things that you like kind of believe in or <laughs> but like right. but then the other six you're gonna be like oh no am i in the wrong for thinking this because he's been he's so he's so weird about some other opinions and some other takes and whatnot dude thinks but, the earth's flat the Kyrie's done a lot <laughs> for his community though i'll say this about it like as weird like the earth flat comment how kind of particular he's been in some other areas he does give back. He he puts more action I mean, behind his words than a lot of back, other folks. Though. He a just doesn't need to though. be a Looney Tune. Like, a lot of folks and, don't. And like the, the the problem where it's bad with Kyrie is like people kids really listen to NBA players. And like you're gonna spout that nonsense. Like, come on, dude. Like it's one thing to be a fun conspiracy theorist, and he's just man, that guy. Real piece yeah. of work. Real Just do Kyrie work. Irving charity. It's like over the course of years and times, and uh, two million dollars was once donated. And uh, what he did something else. He did a solar water center for University of Michigan. I'm like what? That's crazy. I'm good. I'm glad he's doing yeah. that. But like, also, like, the crazier you talk, the less serious you're going to be taken. So like, I, like people aren't going to give him as much rope whenever 
Like the Nets probably would have done that if what, what was the stuff he was doing last year too? Like he's just been out there, man. He's just been way too out there to be able to get, let people give him the benefit of the doubt, you know. I I understand that, but we asked these like celebrities and athletes to talk and we put microphones in front of their faces all the time and the second they don't say something that we all like everybody freaks out it's like we're, we're asking them their opinions you know we we want to know how they feel about certain things oh you think the earth is flat oh, okay maybe you should get judged for that a little bit <laughs> but I, I think just as a as a country we're all just we all get too kind of caught up if it's not something that we don't see eye to eye with. That's and that's been the that's been human history. Like that's 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 actually just world history. Um, Good thing where, we aren't going to war over it anymore. If we don't if we like don't see eye to eye with something, and, yeah. we we're afraid of it. We're scared of it. We push it out. We want it as far away. And the people doing that with vaccines right now are the same people that would be like, "Oh my gosh, these Irish immigrants are going to take our jobs." No, we don't want that. Get the hell out of here. We're scared. Like it's you always have to have, you always have to have a boogeyman in American society. You always have to have somebody, somebody you can blame, somebody that you can get after and, and say that they're the reason for all of our problems. Boogeyman from circle. Spooky season. There you have it. And I like that kind of Halloween's like. They've done this for years, but that like he his nick his nickname is basically the boogeyman. I kind of like that. Isn't there a new boogeyman movie? Is there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. Like it's just called like the boogeyman, which uh, great in S- SNL skit too. Uh, is it the Oogie Boogeyman? Whenever uh, uh, the dude from James Bond, Rami Malek, hosted this weekend. It's pretty funny. It's like, oh, this is a Jordan Peele, so it's just a racist horror movie or a horror movie about race. And like, yep, that's it. <laughs> the, uh, it was, it was. I, I enjoyed uh, Saturday Night Live. A few of the skits this weekend. They open. They're cold open. They went away from politics and just burned the NFL and like Roger Goodell and all that. And there are some deep cutting jokes too. So uh, highly recommend that from over the weekend as well. Interesting. Um... You know, if SNL ever had the the guts to make fun of Democrats, they, they could have something there. Um, but the show has gotten super, super political. Um, but that sounds good. That sounds yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because that cold open, like, I just, I, I'm so sick of news, like, the last year that I, I don't care when you do make news or political jokes anymore. So it was fun that they dipped their toe into uh, Roger Goodell and the Washington football team. And John Gruden. So it was- I love I love political jokes. And obviously you can joke on both parties. The the, the material is endless, but when only one party's getting joked on, it's like, okay, what what the hell are, they, what the hell did, have we got going on here? They clowned on Biden and his lackeys pretty hard in the opening. But like I didn't get the jokes because I haven't kept up with the news. It was like about oh, like the infrastructure bill, you know, like and like how there's like Looney Tune Democrat senators, you know, like that. But like I, I don't, I don't know who they're making fun of. I don't know the North Dakota Democrat Looney Tune senator, so it's not. A, oh, it doesn't hit, t- you know. Probably Joe Manchin at West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. There's Virginia. a lot of Joe Mansions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, they're they're getting back to it, you know. Well, gets, but but they're those are the Democrats going against the Democrat Party. So like they're they're going against the cog. That's why they're getting made fun of. So really, maybe not so much different. But hey, SNL. It, it's kind of a miracle it was ever as funny as it really was. Um, just it's a hard show. Like it's kind of a hard, it's a hard shtick. It's a hard setup, if you will. Um, but I would love for it to get back to its kind of roots. And it sounds like maybe they're they're making some steps in that direction. Um, let's go to, let's take a break, actually. Yeah, let's do it. Sound good? Yeah, Justin, okay great. with you? Yeah. 
I'm good with that. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. I got my ticket for the long way round. Two bottle whiskey for the way. And I sure would like some sweet company. And I'm leaving tomorrow. What do you say? When I'm I like waking up to this Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Sue me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, we already told you the perfect way to start your day, and that was stopping by Thornton's for some coffee and donuts. Uh, it's still not too late, obviously. It's still early in the morning. We're happy to get your day started here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. But maybe you need to fill up on gas. You're getting a little low on go, as we say, around the Walker household. Stop by Thornton's, download the app, become a refreshing fuel rewards member, and save some save some coin. A few since per the gallon here and there, it really does add up. And why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you want to try to save a few bucks here and there uh, when you can? Thornton's, they're everywhere, so you can save a little bit of money each and every time you fill up by downloading the app. All right, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, I say we get to that here. If you have any other one-hitters or quick hitters, we, we can get to that as well. Uh, do not have any, I don't believe so, but something might pop off. Maybe they'll remind us on the Thornton's text line. So let's, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to this Thornton's text line and give away some salsaritas. All righty. Uh, sounds good to me. A texter says celebrating my birthday this weekend at the boat. Any of you all got a suggestion on what to play feeling roulette, betting anthracite or red. I like that. <laughs> First of all, it's not a boat anymore. Second of all, if it's hitting like it was this past weekend, don't waste your time on anything but blackjack. Oh, big big weekend for the blackjack. It was a it was a good weekend for old Justin. I have I'm about ninety five percent at blackjack when I go to the casino. I'm ninety five percent chance I'm on a blackjack table when I'm at a casino, and then the other two are roulette and maybe craps. You know I've what the key to the- it is though? Betting two hands. That's the key. Oh wow! No. Yep. That sounds like just no. a lot of money you're throwing around there. That's that's the key to winning blackjack. I mean, there's time and place for that, but that could also be the key for losing double, too. Yeah, that, I don't like that. Hold on, I've heard, I've heard three-card poker is fun, but I don't necessarily know how to play it. But I've heard it's fun. Three-card poker is probably my second favorite game at the casino. All you got to do is beat the dealer. It's easy. Boom. Suck a and dealer. If, if the dealer has a queen in their hand, then they qualify for a playing hand. And if you just beat a queen, you win. Well, I got some good news about what you got, what the uh, intent of the game of blackjack is, too, Justin. Hit beat me. the dealer. That's true. It's true. And I did mm-hmm. on Saturday. Suck it. Horses. Yeah. Suck it, dealers. Hands. Yeah. Take that. Uh, yeah, I'm a blackjack guy. And then also with them having like a sports book, too, if the table, if, if I weren't feeling it at the tables, I'd just go put like 100 on a game that I felt halfway decent about or 50 on a game that I felt halfway decent about and then just have beer and watch the game, too. That's the nice thing about the Indiana. You know, in Indiana, the promised land, you can bet on sports. You can bet in casinos. What a wild hey, concept. Hey, that sports book, by the way, that is pretty awesome. I like it. It's a little tight. It's tight. it's a lot better than ones I've seen in Vegas. I mean, there it's it's right up there with some of the best ones I've seen in Vegas, if we're being honest. 
I guess I haven't been in well over a year now. Um, didn't really go till the start of the, well, I think like February 2020. So with the pandemic, uh, a UK-Texas Tech game was the last time I was out there. Oh, but wow. it was packed. And it was new then, so maybe that had something well, to do with it. But it was like it was hard to get a drink. You definitely weren't going to get a spot to sit down to watch any games. Uh, there's standing room, but like not ideal, you know? I remember the first time I went there, I, I was thinking that same thing, TJ, that it was a little tight. But then when I went back this weekend, I was like, this is actually pretty awesome, pretty spacious. It's it's pretty open. Yeah, go check it out again. I did like that there are some like blackjack tables where you can still see the big TVs and stuff. Oh, so yeah. That, that $5 like ones. Yeah, hey, fine by me. I'll pay, to, I'll pay to play, baby. A texter says, I honestly think Will Levis played great on Saturday. Every ball was on the money for the most part. While our defense probably played its worst game of the season, our lack of talent at receiver just got exposed. Bottom line is we just don't have the dudes outside of Wandell that is SEC caliber type talent. With all due respect, Isaiah Epps and Demarcus Harris of the world should be playing at Wyoming State, not the University of Kentucky in the SEC. <laughs> the lack of recruiting in that area about three years ago was exposed on Saturday. However, we do have a very bright future at receiver with lots of redshirt freshmen and potential recruits we could get in the future. An example, Dane Key, they say. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh, a good example. I, this is the week where you get those younger guys involved too. Your Chris Lewis's of the world, your Chauncey Magwoods. Um, unfortunately, I don't I don't know if Daykel. I'm just I'm I'm chalking him up as a red shirt. I don't know what his status is, but this would be the week to try to get some of those younger guys involved because you know everybody else is healing up. So go out there, find get your get your feet wet, and and maybe you're able to contribute some in the back half of the season. I love I'm that little... text, how it says Wyoming State, as if Wyoming is all that much better. I don't know if there is a Wyoming State. but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I would add that, um, you, know, you know, a little harsh with those guys, but there definitely needs to be a talent upgrade at the yeah. wide receiver position. It seems like it's on their way. I'm a little surprised that yeah, I was high on Christian Lewis. And part of the fun thing with recruiting – some texters get worked up about this, but I think the majority are reasonable. Fun thing about recruiting is just picking a guy and, like, you know, not falling in love with his tape, but, like, thinking, hey, this guy's going to be good, and then just kind of picking that to be your guy. I did that with Christian Lewis. Um, I'm a little surprised we haven't seen him really do much of anything. Magwood even, just the whole group, Roush, I would have expected a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we knew some of them were going to be developmental guys. And wide receiver, it's – it's rare that you can have dudes come in right away and contribute, but there is one that can do that. And Chad Simmons was actually surprisingly bullish on Kentucky's chances with Barry and Brown. He had an update in his recruitment and said, yeah, it's really just down to Alabama and Kentucky at this point, which did not think that that would be the case, but Hey, Liam Cohen, Scott Woodward, they they've done their magic. They've worked their way in there. And, I mean, that's all you can ask for. If you're one of the final two hats at the table, you've got a chance against Nick Saban. And, hell, he could have committed to Alabama months ago, but he didn't. He waited. So if he wants to come in and contribute right away, Kentucky's selling that early playing time, maybe he bites on that sell. I hope so. I do too. I Take really a big old too. bite. Text around the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 says, TJ and Roush, I've still yet to meet you guys in public, but when we do, it's going to be high energy and good vibes. When that day comes, it's going to be nothing but wide smiles. Absolutely have to smack a brew diesel when that day comes. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, 
<laughs> I met, okay, Justin won't know this deep cut because he wasn't around. I met a guy who was one of our trilogy, our trivia chill, trilogy contestants who decided to take on the trilogy of all three of our topics. And he was the guy that I asked the Muppets question. <laughs> do you oh, remember the Muppets question? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had that audio so bad. <laughs> Justin has no idea what we're talking yeah, about. I asked yeah, him, I'm so lost. Who was the first Muppet? And uh, that, was, <laughs> that, that was what he had to get. I was like, well, how the hell do you know that? Uh, and the answer was Rolf. Rolf the dog. <laughs> a very obscure Muppet. I think we'd even do it. We'd be like, all right, we'll start. We'll make it easy. Uh, or like some days we'd just be like, all right, we're just trying to give something away. And then you you came out with that question as if anybody <laughs> has any idea. <sighs> That's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah but that, he, he, Rupp's rhetoric was in good spirits down, having an enjoyable time at the UK-Georgia game. And we even shared a brew dad together. So shout out to him. Yeah. And uh, I think that was a plum little bro who texted that in. We always love running into KRC folks. And uh, well, that sounds good. We can definitely have some diesel. What do you say? These brew diesels when that brew comes, diesels. when that day comes. Um, I, I would also add Shay put on the Facebook page about the Patreon page and the page, the, the, the get go from the Patreon page was this was, if you all wanted to just, if you, if you wanted to thank KRC, we would be so appreciative to it. And we were, when we were putting out more stuff, um, we weren't planning on having a baby. Uh, that has take, taken up a lot of time, believe it or not. And even the pregnancy did. So that obviously has just been put on the back burner. We are doing the Survivor podcast weekly on there. If you're not a Survivor fan, I, I apologize. I would love to get more content. Roush, I was thinking, like, if I didn't have a kid, that Athens game, I wouldn't have stayed with you all. But I would have gone down there with you and Luckett. We probably would have recorded some drunk shenanigans and had a good time. That's what it was meant for. Then my wife had to go on and get pregnant. So Yeah, and we um, had to have a pandemic. And, you know, yeah, Hell, so I hadn't been on a road trip in, like, two years. So things have dialed back. But maybe we can tell some stories from Athens tomorrow, some uncensored stories from Athens. Yeah, we we will. It will happen. And if, listen, if you did it for a few months and you said, "Yeah, it, you're not getting enough," I'm all right with that. Like, I, I, I well, first off, I apologize that you feel like you're not getting enough. But secondly, it was never supposed to be like another job for us. It was just supposed to be like, hey, every now and then we're going to drop some stuff here and there. And then unfortunately, it got put even further on the back burner with the baby and all that stuff. So anybody that's ever been to the Patreon page, first and foremost, thank you. Whether you remember for a day or whether you've been for a while, we really do appreciate it. Um, it just life happened, you know, as it so often yeah. does, Yeah. as it so often does. I'm, I'm going to probably just make another payment option where you can like pay a dollar. And that way, you know, you can still give a little back to KRC, uh, which we really do appreciate real mom and pop shop operation of big X, but that's what makes it so great. That's what makes it so fun. That's what allows us to say really whatever we want on the air. And the big X has never been X year ever, uh, which is great. Well, by the way, just the cats, I have no idea what they're talking about, but, um, Cutler and Bennett, somebody's going to have to shave their heads or something. So listen at nine o'clock <laughs> to, find, to find, I have no idea. They just wanted us to say. Oh, Cutler uh, said if he's wrong, which he's not, Michael and him will both shave their heads. I think I he's going to talk, talking about Calipari. 
I don't know how Michael gets roped into that. I would, if I was Bennett, I'd just be like, no, you shave your head, Cutler. I've got this beautiful brown. Cutler shaved his head plenty of times, too. Like, it, it wouldn't be <laughs> nothing to him. <laughs> and it'll it's, grow back. Like, he's got a ton of hair. Oh, I guess we'll have to tune in to find out what it's sorry. all about. It was the future of Mark Stoops, not Cal Perry. Ooh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, by the way, Rupp's Rhetoric tweeted in and said, suck it, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, we need to get trivia back going, too. And we have figured out, like, kind of the phone lines and stuff like that. So we're starting to we're starting to, we're to get back to more normal, if you will. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like this tweet. Um or no, sorry, Texan and Thornton's text line is what I was going to say. My okay. apologies. 5-0-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-4-
yeah, probably more than anything. Let the next guy go there. You know, if it stabilizes, that's great. It, it, it is an amazing job when everything's kind of going well. They seem like they're in a weird place. Nick Saban just ruins ruins SEC West programs. Texas really says, does. I just can't bring myself to think Stoops takes the Iowa job. It's a neutral move at best. His ties to school can't be that strong. That is just so false, Dexter. Like, you can go to the Rose Bowl at Iowa because the Big Ten West is not that good. And – you can play your type of football there. All of his brothers went to Iowa. He probably thought that was a dream job. Though There's been two coaches at Iowa since 1979. They don't fire their coaches. It's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like That's that's what makes that job attractive. I know it's Iowa, and we think of them as this team that just runs the ball and punts. But like it, it has a lot more appeal than you might think. But I, I think the, the thought process there is that what you, what you hope if you're a Kentucky fan is that if Kirk Ferentz does retire, they just give it to his son, Brian, who's been an assistant there for a long time. I would add that that's an appealing, Roush, that they're loyal to their coaches, but Stoops ain't getting fired at Kentucky, so you can cross that one off the board. Like, he's not getting – that. If, it, if the pressure at Kentucky was severe, then that would be a really appealing offer from Iowa. I get – and you are right that, like, the family ties and all that stuff, it's deeper than probably any of us imagine. But I agree with the texture that it just – what can you, – you can, you can maybe win a little bit more at Iowa – but are you realistically competing for national championships more so at Iowa than Kentucky? And somebody may say, well, look, they were just number two. If they don't get upset by a mediocre Purdue team, no offense to your uncle, if they don't get upset by a mediocre Purdue team, they could maybe cruise through, lose the Big Ten championship game in a close one, and still get to the college football playoffs. Well, mm -hmm. how's that a lot different than the situation Kentucky's in right now? It's I mean, not. I don't it's think just, Kentucky's going to get to the college football playoff, but you're looking at the rankings, Iowa and right, Kentucky's right. right there. You clearly can do it at Kentucky, and you clearly could do it at Iowa. The question is, would you want to, everything you built at Kentucky, would you want to say goodbye to that? It wouldn't be a complete rebuild at Iowa. The program's pretty healthy there. But would you want to Would you want to abandon everything you've built from scratch just to go be in Kirk's shadow at Iowa as the next guy just because it's where you played football? I don't think you so. You never know. You don't know I what don't the personal so. – it's hard to get in between somebody's brain. I wouldn't think so either. But if there's a job that does scare me, it, it would be – that that one scares me more than an LSU. Even though I agree with you. Was like oh, yeah. Fourth He's or not going to LSU. On those odds. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Definitely agree with you there. He's not going uh, to LSU. Texter says, also, still feels like we get the short end of the stick officiating-wise when we go up against these traditional SEC powers. Georgia got away with some egregious hauls before they finally called one. LSU and Florida had some stuff go their way as well. In general – Folks are really critical of SEC officiating this year, uh, and it's not just from SEC honks. You know, like even I'm just wondering, Georgia punches a dude on the field, and it doesn't even get a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may Pretty say Lynn Bowden, and I would say, hey, refs weren't on the field. Suck it. Yeah. How about that? Suck a texture says. No farting way that TJ is mad about people talking over each other. Do you ever take your own advice? Somebody needs to put you in your place, to be honest. Seems like it's been a while since that's happened. Boo, you're the worst. Well, I'm right here, buddy. I do radio oh, wow. every day. I'm very easy to find. So by all means, please come put me in my place. And secondly, I don't talk over people in the sense of like yelling points down people's throat. Sometimes when Roush is making a good point, I'll try to give him some encouragement and be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But talking over is just one way to get people to change radio. Now, if it's like an emotional sort of like a reactionary um, thing right, when we're right. in the studio and we're all going crazy, hell yeah. But when you're trying to get your point across and I'm trying to get my point across, 
I, I will not let people talk over people because you don't hear. And it's really hard, especially when you're doing it remotely. It's also tough too when you think that they're getting ready to wrap up a point and you're like, oh, well, here's a good part for me to butt in. And then, yeah, you weren't done with your point. <laughs> you know, that's, it happens that's, all the time. The game, it's the game we play. It's the game we play. Texter says, Miles Garrett is in that category too. I was thinking that. I, but I was—I feel like there's a couple of edge guys that might have even been better, like you know, five years ago or so. But I—I I, I was struggling to come up with a name uh, aside from Miles Garrett because he is one of those freaky edges. You know? He is a freak, uh, uh, but like you know, we're using like the freak versus just the really really good player. Like Julius Pepper was a freak too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. But he wasn't so like athletic freaky. He just knew every right play to make. You know, like he was just in the right spot at the right time, and he was super strong. Um, I'd also add like Khalil Mack. How can somebody be so yeah, strong as he is? That's a good one. That's that's one guy. He'll that chase I, down running backs. Like. Khalil Mack will. Like he'll get, he'll come around the edge, miss out on the play. The guy, the running back, will break a few tackles, be twenty five yards down the field, and then it'll be Mack who comes b- from behind to tackle him. Just crazy. TC from Lexington here, boys. Always enjoy hearing the Always Sunny references in the morning. Was wondering though. To be fair, has to be a Letterkenny reference, right? Take care, guys. No, people think that, and that's not the first time, TC, somebody's asked that, and we always appreciate you texting into the Thornton's text line, TC from Lexington. Um, no, it was just a texter made fun of me because I was saying it too much, so then you started to know. we started to notice when anybody said it, so then it kind of just turned into a, mm-hmm. to be fair, to be fair. So, like, when we acknowledge that we said it, we have to acknowledge that we said it, if you get what I'm saying. Also, we've got four tickets to blue-white games, so we'll do a recap for you, fellas. Floor tickets, TC. Wow. Rolling what about your it. boy taking your boy TJ? <laughs> Watching oh. basketball from the floor or like near the court, really cool. Cool perspective. You you kind of mm. understand how big and fast these dudes are. Really, really cool. When you're worried about them falling on you. You okay, Rash? Between your ex-former boss podcast and today, a lot of fart jokes recently. Did like it hurt you? What happened uh, to I, the former ex-boss? I don't I don't I, I don't know. I must be making more fart jokes. Like, I, yeah. Texter, I, clarify yourself. We're curious. I, I make fart jokes all the time. I don't think it's anything new. A texture says, on the way to install electric locks on the Thornton's restroom because some of your all adults just can't be trusted. <laughs> I think that might be our salsa readers winner. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too, as well. A texture says, what happened to Haley Minogue? Please share. If you're referring to what we briefly brought up, she tweeted out the WHAS was like, we're going to have UK Kentucky coverage. Station. Yeah, yeah, and people just lost, UofL fans lost their mind. They got oh, way too I guess I'll go to another station then. It's like, okay. no, because they're, uh, they are they air JMI's Sports Network stuff. Yeah, like, God forbid. People, yeah. Uh, so great win by my Titans. Henry is unstoppable. He is. That was a nice win for Tennessee. Fun atmosphere. Was Drew there? It looked like he was, or at least it sounded like he was. Yes, um, yes, he was. He, I bet he that was taking a few days good. off. Good time. A texter sent in the Thornton's job site. Some people don't seem to enjoy that they're about to have an awesome new neighbor. TJ would gladly <laughs> live behind his Linden's Thornton's. And it's a sign of a construction site for Thornton's. And it says, what does it say? Screw you, Thornton's. Screw you. It's like over the back of a privacy fence facing yeah. the new gas station. Hey, hey, that. Well, tell us where that is. We'll go rip that sign down. Yeah. Nobody talks badly about Thornton's. John here, good morning to all. Big Blue Madness is way more exciting as it is. As 
it is when the football team is doing horribly. I agree with you guys on that, but I'm ready for basketball. When it comes to college sports, I've always been a bigger basketball fan than football. So I'm in 2014 Big Blue Madness mode mentally right now. So let's just get past all the pageantry and let's play some ball because BBN is about that life. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, always great hearing from you as well. Um, basketball holds a special place in my heart too, just growing up as a fan, but it's, it's impossible not to feel the fever of this football team. And I'm, I'm following this journey. 1000% basketball. I'll be watching. I'm pumped up about it. I love this Roush. This feels more normal. Like basketball just snuck up on us. When has that ever uh, happened? Almost never. Thanks. Yeah. Mark Stoops. I uh, love it. Texter says what lies in the shadows movie is better than the show. TJ is telling blatant lies or just has terrible taste. Another person says that what we do in the shadows is absolutely hilarious. So happy to hear the sports talker approves. I think it's one of those. It's personal preference. Some like one over the other and they just don't like your taste, but that's okay. That's okay. The, the um, show, I mean, the movie was good. I haven't watched the movie now in like two years, but the show, which is still ongoing has new episodes every Thursday. Like I, it, it really hasn't been since maybe poops Creek, Parks and Rec or The Office that I've watched one of these like weekly shows that I just crack up each and every time. So that's saying mm. something. High praise coming from me. I didn't mind Big Blue Drew's rolled up jeans, but he was missing his purse. Hey. <laughs> All right. We got to really hurry. Uh, what would the sh- our, uh, Robert, fun fact, fellas, the creator of Halloween spent his childhood living in Bowling Green, also attended WKU apparently, and the original Halloween movies, the street names are named after major roads in Bowling Green. The more you know. I did know that. Secondly, it wasn't going to be called Halloween. It was going to be called the Babysitter Killers. And they said, that's a bad name. Let's switch yeah. it up. Good, good idea been- to switch it. No kidding. The babysitter killer. Sheesh. Rolovich has never even given a reason for not getting vaccinated despite months of questions. It's none of your business, buddy. Washington had a mandate for state employees and he declined to do it. He's not standing up for anything. Yes, he is. He's standing up for dumb mandates that don't really have an impact on anything. And again, let's just human history. I'm not going to be on the side that said, you remember during the pandemic where we wanted everybody to get fired for a disease that had a 99.9% survival rate. Um, but neither here nor there. We're running out of time. Why don't DK we do Metcalf is also in that category. Yep, he's a freak. Yes, Absolute he is. Freak. Why don't we do a KRC meetup at the Horseshoe Casino? Seems like a great opportunity to hang and win some cash. I'd love it, but you know how these things generally go. But put a pin <laughs> in that. Another one, the best part of the show was always the 850 to 906 segment, the wackiness uh, of the wackiness. So Bennett and Cutler can suck it, or they should start 30 minutes later. Well, well it's 9 o'clock now, so we need to get running. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, we need to get to the Thornton's text line earlier. The one, the Thornton's texter is the Thornton's text yeah, line winner. you did it. Woo. You're going to win some salseritas. It's confusing. Reach out to Roush, myself, or Justin. We'll, we'll figure it out for you. Everybody have a good Tuesday. That was a lot of fun. Justin, have a good day, buddy. Roush, you have a good day, too. This is Kersey on Big Exports Radio. Michael Bennett and Alan Cutler, just the cats coming up next. Somebody's going to shave their head. <laughs>